Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hi-Fi Preschool and Kids Weekly Training Podcast. My name is Isaac, and I am joined here by Kayla and Crystal, and we are so excited to jump into session two of how God controls my story. This month, we are looking about at how God takes care of me, how we are secure in God, and how we can always trust Him. So as we jump into the session of God controls my story, I have a question for you two. So um, a, lot, a big part of our job is we read a lot, okay? We read a lot of content. We read a lot of <laughs> scripts. We read a lot. But I want to know what is a current book you are reading now and the Bible is off the table. Okay. I'm just going to go ahead and say that you can't say the Bible. <laughs> it's like the Sunday school answers. Like you can't say Jesus. Got Jesus say the Bible. Bible. <laughs> exactly. So what book are you reading now? So I'll say I'm one of those that I'm usually reading like four books at a time. Um, I will have a book on my Kindle. I'll have an audiobook that I am reading or listening to in the car. Um, I usually have one or two physical books that I'm reading. And so I even I, I brought one. I know nobody can see me but you guys as we're recording this. But uh, this is a new one that I got for this year, 2024. It's called Chase the Fun by Annie F. Downs. And it is a hundred days to discover fun right where you are. Now, you might be asking yourself, but Crystal, you're a fun person. Don't you already like know how to find fun and like live That's for fun? That's what I was thinking. You know what? I live for fun on the weekend. I want to learn how to have a little more fun and joy during the work week <laughs> when, you know, it just feels like you're in the grind and you're doing all this stuff. And um, I've just really felt the Lord kind of laying on my heart like you need to lighten up a little bit when you are <laughs> doing it. I'm laughing just because you guys are the people I work with, but because <laughs> we work with you, so I have a feeling we have to spend like, those days with her. It's fine. We're not fun, Isaac. That's what I'm hearing right now. So clearly, you need to send the book to us when you're done with it, please. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a great book. I'm excited. Kayla. Yeah, it's it's been good. <laughs> Kayla, what are you that, reading? That's amazing. Um, so right now. So I'm a little different than Crystal. I struggle. I try to read several books at once, but I typically struggle and then get overwhelmed. I can only do one at a time. Um, and so I just finished reading a book that I really enjoyed by Rosaria Butterfield um, called Five Lies of Our Anti-Christian Age. I will say it is not a super light, fun book um but so it's the opposite very, of mine this doesn't have crystals next for fun <laughs> it's great you should read it it's really good it's really insightful yeah hey uh fun fact by the way i do not go to the library because i owe about 45 dollars in fines and so <laughs> i haven't gone for a couple years I might have lost a couple books, and so yeah, oh, I just I, oh, I know. So you're just you're, you're just ghosting the library. I'm so sorry. Oh. Don't judge me. So if any of you friends are in <laughs> Olympia, Washington, you need to connect with our friend Crystal <laughs> and convince her that the library is worth going to and take her with you on your adventures to the library. It's so fun. <laughs> Because the library is great. So that's actually where I picked up my latest book. So I 
don't listen to or I don't read a lot of nonfiction books. I like to get like that kind of information or that kind of teaching in like podcasts or YouTube videos or some of the yeah. short form things. So I read a lot of fiction books. And right now, um, one of my best friends and I, we are going through the Star Wars High Republic oh, series goodness. together. You love Star so Wars. I, of I do love Star are. Wars. We could have guessed that book. We could have. It's something about Star Wars or science fiction. <laughs> that's what Isaac's reading. Or well, that's because golf. I'm. Yes, that's true. Because I'm on book nine of this series. So I think I've talked about this series for a while now because we've been doing it since the summer. So I finally I borrowed the last one. There we go. Love it. Well, this week we are going to be jumping into the truth that God, he controls my story. And we are going to be looking at the story of Esther in the Bible, in the book of Esther. And we're going to see how every step of the way God controlled her story, whether it was putting her in a specific place, having her in a specific time, even encircling her with people like her family to really be able to pour into her. God controlled her story in such a an amazing way. And so many times we don't know what's happening in our story, whether it's Uh the beginning, whether it's the middle, whether it's near the end, we have no idea about this whole story that God has for us, that he is in control of, that he has a plan for. And one of the hardest things I know for me is actually trusting in God in that day. Like I can say, God, I trust you with my story, but trusting him in the day to day decisions, trusting him in those moment by moment, um, pieces of my life that can sometimes feel daunting. But as we look at this truth of that God, that I am secure in God, that he is unshakable, we can know without a shadow of a doubt that he is in control of our stories, every detail, every piece, and we can have peace in that. So I want to ask you all, um, how would you describe the difference between people sharing their story of how they first started following Jesus versus someone who shares like their whole story as one big um, example of God's power in our lives? Yeah, so I I love that question, especially when it comes to thinking about uh, preschool and kids ministry, because so often we we really, really want to get kids to that life transformational moment when they put their faith and their trust in Jesus. Um, you know, when they, when they recognize that they are a sinner, when they recognize why God sent his son, their need for salvation, they want to trust, they want to follow him. And we, we love that moment. But what's amazing is that we have the incredible opportunity to teach kids that that is not your story. That is one mm. chapter in God's incredible story for you. When you're able to talk about who you were and what life was like before you put that faith and trust in Jesus, whether you are a kid who was incredibly crazy and rebellious and all this, or you're one of those kids who you've grown up in church and all of a sudden it was just that moment when it became very, very like real and recognizable to you and anywhere in between, like you get to share that and then you get to share that this is this is like what I did or this is how I felt or this is the moment or series of moments that really I feel like changed me. But then every like every day that you live is another chapter that God is writing. It's another example mm. and demonstration of his love and of his power and of his plan and of his purpose. And it's incredible. And we get to help kids see that, that your story is still being written, but God is in charge and in control of all of it. 
And I think too, as as leaders in kids ministry, to know that our own stories are ones that God has given us to be able to share with kids and with, with other people in our churches and in our communities and families that continue to, to demonstrate and point out this incredible, incredible way that God works in our lives. Now, there's parts of my story, I'm going to guess for both you, Isaac and Kayla, and for all of our listeners that as an adult, it's probably not appropriate for me to share with a child at this point. The way that I would maybe share my story with a kid is going to sound different than if I was sharing it, say, with a teenager, or if I was sharing it with another adult. The way that I share my story might be different with somebody who is struggling with one thing versus another. But what's incredible about our stories is they are so big and they are so vast and there are so many different portions of it that I think God would love to use and work through when we share it with people so that it points to him. And so Mm. what I would love, love, love for every single person who gets the opportunity to, to share this truth this week about um, God controlling our stories is like, let's help kids see that yours is a story worth sharing. So let's find those those pieces and those moments that point to and speak to what God is doing, what he has done, what he is doing, what even points to what he's going to do, which we see in the story of Esther. And let's let's just celebrate this incredible, incredible way that we can know and trust God because of who he is and how he works. Crystal, I love what you said about how we have so many different chapters to our lives. And only one of those really chapters, maybe for a lot of us, is that um, coming to faith in Jesus. But that's not the only chapter that includes Jesus. Every Mm. single chapter should be rich in the story of God's uh, control of our lives, God's secure, our security that we can find Uh in him. So, Kayla, I want to ask you, like when we are looking at the story of Esther in particular, it's an incredible story. She has so much bravery, so much faith in what God is doing in her story. But how does this story actually demonstrate the idea that God controls our stories? Yeah, you know, when we were looking at, you know, this particular month, uh, you know, a few months ago before we even, you know, wrote the content and we're trying to think through for for this week and helping kids understand that God controls their story, that, you know, God is strong and mighty, that he is unshakable. He is the one who takes care of us. What is a story from scripture that really encapsulates this and we we all were really quick to say let's look at Esther and I think part of that is in how we see God moving in this story even though we know the name of God is never mentioned mm-hmm. in the book of Esther mm-hmm. um, we see the fingerprints of God woven in and out of this story that is, that's a really cool to tell But I think also Esther demonstrates this idea of God controlling our stories through her actions. So Mm. she's in the um, she's in the king's court. Right. And she hears from Mordecai this decree that has happened. And Mordecai, as we all know, challenges Esther and says, you know, who who knows, but that the Lord put you in this position at this time and place for this purpose. And then what Esther's response is, is she says, okay, like you go fast and pray 
and me and the women with me are going to fast and pray. And then I'm going to go before the king. And if I perish, I perish. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we often lean on that phrase of like, if I die, then I die. But I really love bringing out this emphasis of what does Esther do? She prays and fast before the Lord and seeks his face. And you see that in, in the discernment of Esther, even with mm-hmm. inviting the king to a banquet and then inviting him to another banquet. Um, there's just a lot happening in this story, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but we see the faithfulness of Esther. She doesn't know what the outcome is going to be, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She she doesn't know what's going to happen or how God is going to move how the king is going to respond, how Haman's going to respond, the danger that her that Mordecai is in. Um, but in all of it, she chooses to trust the Lord and whatever he's going to do and to be an instrument that points other people to him. Um, and just that letting go. And I think sometimes when we think about control, like, it's hard for us to give up control. We don't want to let go, right? Yeah. We want to be in control of our stories. And I think with, uh, particularly with kids that we're we're talking with right now, like, they're thinking about, like, well, I, I'm in control. I get to say this. I get to make this decision. I get to make this choice. And this Bible story from uh, the book of Esther clearly shows a woman who was faithful to the Lord and who understood her position before God was to be a place of surrender and to trust that God's plan mm. and purpose for her life was even better than her own. Mm. I love that. That's so true. So I have a confession. This is probably one of my favorite truths that we are going to be looking at the entire year. And I remember when we came to this one, I got so excited about these stories. And as we looked at the theme of unshakable, and you're, we saw it last week with God protected the three friends, how they said, hey, it doesn't matter what happens to us. We will still worship God. With Esther, it doesn't matter what happens to me. I'm still going to go before the king. Next week, mm-hmm. we're going to look at Jesus calm the storm. And after that, Paul and Silas in prison. In all of these stories, there's a moment where the main person says, you know what? I, it doesn't matter what happens to me. But because of the power of God, I'm going to let go. Mm-hmm. And I think that is so important because so many times when we read scripture, it's easy to say, well, these people knew what was going to happen in the end. They knew that God was going to take care of them. But no, no, they didn't. Esther had no idea what was going to happen to her, but she mm-hmm. trusted that God had a plan for her story and she turned it over to him. And that's what we want to challenge these kids with, these preschoolers with, even ourselves with every single week to, hey, turn over the problems, turn over our struggles to God and we can be secure in him. Okay. So I want to ask, how can we as leaders help kids wrestle with knowing that God is in control of their stories, but even when he is in control, there are still going to be things that are disappointing. There are still going to be things that are hard that are part of their story. Yeah, I, I mean, there are going to be so many kids and families coming into our ministries that this is a hard this is a hard thing to come to terms with because you kind of ask the question, well, if God is in control of my story, why is this happening to me? Um, and of course, we don't ever see Esther or Mordecai ask that question. But I mean, 
chances are pretty good. That thought might have run through their head. Like, okay, God, like, why, why is this happening? Um, And I mean, I know for myself, like I've struggled with that when I am going through these hard and these difficult things. And sometimes what we want to do is, 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 is say, all right, God, if you can just show me, like, show me what's going to happen. Show me that it's going to be okay. Show me that everything Mm. is going to be fine. Really what he comes back with is I've already shown you. I've already told you that this world is not your home. I've already told you that eventually I'm going to come back and everything is going to be new. I've already told you that everything is going to be used for my glory. And so the answer isn't necessarily in knowing how it's all going to play out. It's knowing that he is in control and trusting that and saying, even when it's hard right now, I can trust that God still loves me. Even when it's hard right now, I can trust that I am secure in him. Even when it's so hard right now, I can know that he is in control. And so really that's where I think that we need to come to kids is we don't need to give them this false promise of everything is going to be okay and it's going to work out because we don't know that. And neither did these Mm. people in our Bible stories. Like they did not know for sure that everything would have worked out so that they were fine and dandy and everything was great. But we get to tell them, this is so hard right now. And I know that it is. And even when it is hard, we can trust God. Even when it's hard, we can turn to him. Even when it's hard, we can just remember how much he loves us and that he's always with us. And these promises that are truly unshakable and never change based on circumstances. And so um, I just think that's one of the best things that we can do for kids, especially this week. But as we continue in this truth this month is that we do not want to give false promises that everything is going to work out okay, because Mm -hmm. we don't know what that is. We don't know what's going to happen, but we can point them to the promise that you are not alone, that Mm. God is unshakable and you are indeed secure in him. That is so true, Crystal. Yeah, I love that concept and that idea because oftentimes, uh, I think Sissy Goff has talked about this before, um, but when, you know, when kids are at going through deep trauma or hurt or disappointment or just hard stuff mm-hmm. and they're asking these big questions um oftentimes the answers that they're actually looking for they're not the answers to the questions that they're asking right mm-hmm. they don't need the theology lesson on god's sovereignty um but they do need to know when all of this is unshaky around me like god is with me God is secure. I can mm-hmm. trust him. I don't know what mm-hmm. the outcome is going to be, but he's worthy of my trust. Uh, mm. And and he loves me and he's with me. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think as we talk with kids about, you know, things that are disappointing and hard, it's okay for us as leaders to say, I don't know. I don't know yeah. why, why why this is happening in your life right now. I don't know. Yeah. I don't understand it either, but here, here's what I do know. I love and care about you, and God loves and cares mm-hmm. about you. Mm-hmm. Um, he's with you. Like They're often asking for reassurance and comfort more than, um, than you know, answers to those, those more deep philosophical questions. And so yeah. as kids wrestle, I think— let them wrestle like that's important mm. not to just give them the answers 
Mm-hmm. Um, let let them wrestle with those things. And also, as we wrestle, know that we wrestle with confidence and hope in who God is, not necessarily what our circumstances are. Yeah. And I, you know, I just feel like I want to say, I know that this podcast is for like we call it the training podcast. So we know it's a lot of ministry leaders, but if there are any parents who are listening to this, like whether you are a parent who's also a volunteer, or you're just a parent who wanted to listen to this. Like, I think what Kayla just said is so important to remember is that we have to let the kids wrestle um, because in that wrestling, their faith is going to go grow stronger and grow mm-hmm. deeper. Um, trying to soften all of those blows or, or, or protect them or make it go away. It's not what's going to build up a resilient faith, but letting them wrestle. Kayla, I love that you said that. That's such a good, that's such a good statement. I know I'm excited to talk about this with these kids this week, with the kids at my church, that God is unshakable. I've loved seeing the preschoolers have their like flex their muscles and say strong and mighty and how God takes care of me, because that is all we can really lean into is that God takes care of us, that Mm -hmm. we are secure because he is unshakable. And that's a truth that we hope that every preschooler, every kid walks away with this week. So thank you so much for joining us for the Hi-Fi Preschool and Kids Weekly Training podcast if you want to uh join the conversation a little bit more don't forget about our facebook group we'd love for you to join there but until next time we'll talk to you later bye